You need to slow down. And I would sit there and argue and go, absolutely not. I can't. I can't be lazy. I'm going to keep working harder. In fact, I'm going to push through this. Welcome to the Accelerated Investor Podcast with Josh Cantwell. Josh Cantwell. If you love entrepreneurship and investing in real estate, then you are in the right place. Josh is the CEO of Freeland Ventures Real Estate Private Equity and has personally invested in well over 500 properties all across the country. He's also made hundreds of private lender loans and owns over 1,000 units of apartments. Josh is an expert at raising private money for deals, and he prides himself on never having had a boss in his entire adult life. Josh and his team also mentor investors and entrepreneurs from all over the world. He doesn't dream about doing deals. He actually does them, and so do his listeners and students. Now sit back, listen, listen learn, learn, and accelerate your business, your life, and your investing with the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Josh Cantwell. I'm so excited for you to come back to us to Accelerated Investor. Hope you've just absolutely been loving the interviews and the content that we've been putting out. And based on your kind of feedback and all the social sharing that you've been doing, seems like you've absolutely been loving it. Today, I'm really excited because as you know, I love to have guests come on that um, I feel like I have already a connection with, that we have a lot in common, but also people that um, you know can even help me on a personal basis learn more about myself, about being a bitter, bigger, better version of myself as an investor, as a father, as an entrepreneur, as a husband. Um, I'm always trying to get inside my own head and just try to figure out how to clear out some of my own trash and just have more confidence, have more uh, capacity to take on more things, more belief in myself. Um, and I've been so lucky to uh, stumble into our guest today. Uh, her name is Erin Field. She runs an amazing organization where she helps really high achievers achieve even more. Uh, she is an amazing digital marketer. She speaks on stages all around the country, all around the world. Uh, and we're lucky that we have several friends in common, our friend Dustin, our friend Alex. Um, also, Erin uh, is also certified in several different sort of organizations that I'm a firm believer in. The Colby Profile, Strategic Coach, some of the different organizations and platforms that I've said to my audience on my own stages and on my various podcasts. Erin uh, is certified in these programs and she is... Uh, just going to be an amazing resource for all of you guys to help you understand a little bit more about how you're built, uh, how to be a bigger, better version of yourself, how to get more confidence, how to get through some of your own anxieties. And we're excited to hear more about some of her strategies. So Aaron, welcome to Accelerated Investor. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks so much for jumping on. I know we've been trying to schedule this up for a couple of uh, a couple of weeks. So thanks for jumping on. Um now, Aaron, you have an amazing story. It's right on the front page of, of your website about your own sort of journey in, you know, living really a life that I think a lot of people would be jealous of or envious of or look up at and say, wow, she's so successful. She runs this amazing agency. She's speaking. She's an accomplished author. She's all over the place. Yet you have your story starts with helping others uh, because of some of the, your own just kind of anxieties about your own success. And so, you know, help us understand a little bit more about your own journey, 
about how now you're helping other entrepreneurs and investors achieve more, but help us a little bit more start with your own journey and how did you get to where you're at today in being such a, a strategist and so much help to so many other people? Absolutely. Um, couldn't have planned it if I tried, which is so ironic because I'm such such a planner. There's no way I could have planned this. So um, straight out of graduate school, I started a digital agency. And when I say that, it was just me when I started. But uh, building websites, designing websites, consulting with websites, over a decade and a half actually grew the business. And we were super successful, nationally ranked and um, award-winning and Fortune 500 clients, making millions of dollars for our clients and for ourselves. And everything looked really good on the outside, you know, all the outside measures of success. And yet, right around kind of like year 13, 14 or so, I started to get this feeling like there's more. I'm sh- I, sh- I need to be doing more in my life. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life, even though everything looks good. And yet, I had never done anything else. This is what I had done straight out of school. It's all I knew. How was I going to do anything else in my life? Like I, I didn't have the energy to, I didn't want to go back to school and I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Um, so I fumbled around for a few years trying to figure things out. And what ended up happening is I was training for a mountain bike stage race, a six day race um, in the middle of training. It was getting close to the race. And one day I stepped off my bike and there was a little twinge. In my ankle, like a little electric shock one day. Didn't think anything of it. Within three days, I suddenly was a 30-something-year-old who had previously been healthy and happy, and suddenly I had chronic pain out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And I spent the next two years of my life running around to every doctor, therapist, practitioner, um, specialist in the state spending close to six figures trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Why was I in pain? I ended up getting like going from, you know, acupuncturist and massage therapist and physical therapist to suddenly like a few months later, I'm sitting in a back surgeon's office who then is sending me to brain surgeon, brain surgeon. Like I'm sitting in a brain surgeon's office. So I went from, you know, everything's great to you are sitting by yourself waiting for the brain surgeon to call you in. And I, I, nobody could help me. Nobody could fix anything. I would get the shrug of like, I don't know, MRIs are clean, x-rays are clean. (laughs) And so I lived this groundhog's day life where every day I'd wake up and I'd be like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go to the doctors. I'm going to work. And then I'm going to go to all the doctors and nothing changed day after day after day, hundreds of days, 500 days, 600 days of just like no hope nothing changing. So I started to become severely depressed and anxious going, what am I, how am I, I can't live this life. And um, ended up seeing a lot of specialist therapists and everything changed for me one day when there was a therapist who said, you know, things aren't quite as bad as you think. It's actually just like the lens through which you see your life. And a lot of like your old outdated programmings and ways that you think and your beliefs. She's like, if you could change that, you could change everything about your life and probably your pain. And so I got super excited. I asked her, how do we do this? Let's go. What's the secret? And she had some answer about like, you need to, you know, come in three times a week. (laughs) Come sit on the couch and let's, let's talk it out. Right. I was like, that's not going to work for me. So I set off on my own journey. Very long story, very short. 
spend about a year putting together different methodologies, trying out different things that kind of work by themselves, tweaking things along the way, being my own science experiment. And I, I essentially became, <laughs> there's a lot of explosions along the way, but I stumbled upon this magic formula that worked brilliantly for me. Suddenly I was doing it for friends. Then it was for colleagues and clients of the agency were reaching out, reaching to me outside of business. I had, and before I knew it, I had a line out the door. And so suddenly I go, oh my God, I have this incredibly fulfilling, incredibly powerful, incredibly consistent methodology that changes lives in an, a super short period of time. And there I was standing at, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Couldn't have planned it though. <laughs> Couldn't have planned it. So backing, backing into that, when you're sitting at the brain doctor or the therapist, you think there's something actually physically wrong, but it actually dawns on you that something's going on internally and you're kind of getting in your own way. Like what was, what actually happened? Was it just the lens? Was it just your own perception of your own life where all this depression, all this anxiety, some of the physical pain from your ankle, was it all self-induced? And how did you kind of, what happened in that moment or what did you change going forward to kind of get out of that? Yeah. So there was never, ever an official diagnosis. So there was never like, this is what was wrong with you. And interestingly enough, as I started to change what was going on up here in my mind, the pain started to reduce. So we don't know officially what happened, but there was some connection. And what I discovered was that it was as if I had these, you know, was wearing a pair of glasses and I was going around looking at all the same things that everybody else was seeing. And yet, no matter what I would do, no matter what I would try, the glasses were so dirty that what I took in and the way I perceived the world was actually skewed. And so people would point to something and go, do you see this? And I would see it in a completely different way. And what you see and how events occur to you determine the thoughts that you have. And it determines the emotions that you feel. It determines the actions that you take. And so when how you see the world, how you see yourself, how you see others is actually skewed, it has a horrifically negative impact on your thoughts and your emotions and your behaviors throughout every single day. And you add that up over enough years and you can kind of, you know, be off track just a little bit for a long enough time, you can end up way in left field. So I discovered I had all sorts of messy ways of thinking about the world, messy ways of thinking about my life. In fact, when I was at I was speaking with a mentor at one point and they were saying, you know, you, you, your, your body's trying to tell you to take a break. You need to slow down. And I would sit there and argue and go, absolutely not. I can't, I can't be lazy. I'm going to keep working harder. In fact, I'm going to push through this. And she's sitting here going like, you truly believe that taking it easy and being gentle with yourself is being irresponsible and lazy. And I said, absolutely. And she goes, wow. That belief right there is going to prevent you from having so many different thoughts and being able to take actions and take care of yourself. And she said, furthermore, what I'm noticing is that without you being able to compete and achieve and build your business because of all of this pain, your sense of self is completely deteriorating. Wow. You, you literally connect your worth as a human being to what you achieve. And right now you can't achieve anything. So your sense of worth as a human is dropping. And I said, well, well, absolutely. Of course, what I'm worth 
is dependent on what I achieve. And she goes, oh my gosh, like these are the things, these are all the old outdated beliefs and pieces of programming that are keeping you stuck in a box where you can't see things outside. And it's really, really hurting you and it's going to prevent you from healing. Those were the like kind of some of these wake up calls of like, wait, not everybody thinks this way. And I couldn't see it myself. But when she's like, no, that's not healthy. I realized I needed to change. Yeah, Aaron, and so many of my clients, including myself and the guys I'm in various mastermind groups with, guys are really high, guys and girls are super high achievers. And we get so much of our self-worth and our self-esteem from I closed this deal, I made this money, I hired this new employee, our profits have doubled, our revenue has tripled. And so what 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 were you able to take away from that experience and what do you kind of turn around to help your clients with now to help them pivot away from that? I mean, I'm in I'm in that mode daily. I don't get all of my self-worth from success in business, but I certainly mm-hmm. I certainly tie it to that and I think most people naturally do like and the other thing about this that I think I want to pick your brain on, I don't know if we can maybe maybe we'll break this up into two questions, but you know, because we see so much social media and so many people, you know, throwing up all over Facebook and Instagram about all their successes, yes. I think a lot of us feel less than because we see this guy did that deal and this girl did this deal. This girl has this agency making X amount of money. This guy drives a Lamborghini. This guy, you know, does that, this or that. And again, we feel less than, we don't feel like we're worth it because we don't have that success. But everybody's going through something, right? I'm a pancreatic cancer survivor. And when I was walking through the halls of the Cleveland Clinic as a pancreatic cancer recent diagnosed, being recently diagnosed, I realized that every single person walking through those halls had something wrong. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So let me break this up into two questions because now I'm going okay. seven, you know, a thousand different, <laughs> thousand different yeah. directions. But first, let's talk about the the correlation between success in business or success with your agency, success with something, and your self worth. Mm-hmm. How can we begin to break those apart? How do we be, create our own, um, you know, self lifting beliefs, even when business is not going great? Are you ready to automate and explode your real estate investing? We're searching for extremely motivated individuals who are sick and tired of wasting time and want to finally see real results from their real estate investing business. We're searching for investors looking to get to the next level and become a bigger, better version of themselves while being a more successful real estate investing entrepreneur. Apply for mentoring and coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. That's joshcantwellcoaching.com forward slash podcast. Awesome. Okay. So there's actually, there's so many pieces to this equation. Let me see if I can break this down and summarize it. So one of the, the most interesting, like one of the biggest clues that tells you that you have a dangerous belief that's actually got a hook on you instead of you controlling it is when you find yourself having a compulsion in life. So I would find that I couldn't go out and ride my bike without competing and trying to beat everyone. I would go out skiing for the day and find myself like almost subconsciously trying to go faster than my friends or go bigger on the jumps. I would sit in masterminds and it it was this really interesting like competition of who was doing what. I had to do better. And if I took a step back and if someone said, hey, could you just take it easy for a bit? 
I would go, oh my God, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, take it easy? What do you mean? Like, uh, that would be uncomfortable. Um, I, I, I can't do that. So when you find little compulsions like this, and some people have it with setting boundaries. Some people have it with being nice. Some people have it with um, making more money. Everybody has it with different things where if somebody said, what would happen if you stopped for a few weeks? And there's a, oh, I can't. Yeah. That is an absolute dead clue that you have something that's called a survival strategy belief that ties your self-worth to something outside of you. So what I discovered, I found, is what makes me important and worthwhile is achieving and being better than others. That's something that went way back, picked it up in school. So that means if someone on social media was doing great and I didn't measure up, I would instantly feel my self-worth go down. That means if I went out on a bike ride and I beat somebody who was fast, my self-worth would bump up. But as you can tell, that means your self-worth from day to day is fluctuating based on all sorts of things outside of you, including who you follow on social media, who you go with on a bike ride with out of the millions of people. So how you feel about yourself is all over the place. And that is so dangerous because if you surround yourself with people who are going to push you and help you be better, your self-worth is actually going to drop because you're like, I'm not achieving. I'm not better than them. When your self-worth drops and you start feeling bad about yourself, you get the negative inner voice. You get the critical thoughts. You get the self-doubt. So when you show up on interviews or when you're writing an article or when you're trying to work with a client, you've got all the noise in the back of your head going, you're no good. You can't do this. You're not valuable. And it starts to make it really starts to detract from the quality and your output that you can provide. So, so what's actually interesting is in order to have this kind of survival strategy belief, what makes me valuable is achieving. You first had to have the belief, I'm not valuable in the first place in order to come up with a strategy to make yourself feel valuable. That strategy gets looped into a compulsion where if you're not achieving or for someone else, if you're not being nice or for someone else making money, whatever it is for you, if you don't, if you stop doing that strategy, you start to feel like crap about yourself. Right. So in, in our world, with the work that we do with clients, we've found that trying to implant and convince the subconscious, you're good, you're important, you're worthwhile and trying to shove positive thoughts into your mind, when a, when a part of you is absolutely convinced that it's seen evidence of, of, to the contrary, it doesn't work. You know, you're, you're trying to convince the 5% of your, your mind, your conscious mind, that the 95%, the bottom of the iceberg is wrong. And the right. bottom of the iceberg is like, you're not good. You're not worthwhile. So the affirmations, the journaling, like the self-talk, like telling yourself, <laughs> we're good. We're good. You're good, man. You accomplished this. And I'm journaling about what I accomplished this week. At Band-Aids. the end of the day, that's Band-Aid, right? It's like, it's, it's not, that's Band-Aid. really not solving the problem. It's, it's, it's putting a Band-Aid and it's making you feel better for a very short period of time. So in a way, it's helping you cope in the short term with the core issue, which is your subconscious mind is convinced of something that you really don't want to be believing. So the, the, what we do, what we've found is so powerful is instead of trying to convince yourself of something else, which just doesn't work. You don't hear people saying, yeah, I worked on it, some affirmations for a few days. I'm great. Like, it's not a common thing that you You go in to the subconscious mind and you literally pull out the root 
the belief, you pull out the I'm not valuable, you pull out the I'm not important, you pull out what makes me important is achieving or being better, or making money. When that is gone, when that is gone, it completely breaks the tie between self-worth and something outside of you. It completely eliminates forever the negative self-talk, I'm not important, I'm not important. It's kind of like the belief in Santa Claus. Once that's gone, like however old, seven, eight, six, <laughs> right. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. How 40, old, 43. <laughs> <laughs> so once that's gone, it never comes back. You never act and you never put out the cookies. You never put out the milk right. and it never comes back. Like you can get rid of old ways of thinking and extract that from the subconscious mind. Um, and it's totally possible just like Santa Claus. So eliminating the root problem is about not only a million times more effective than trying to convince yourself otherwise, but it actually eliminates the challenges you experience instead of helping you cope with them. So Aaron, why, why is it so hard to, for someone that has this subconscious belief to make the change, you know, <laughs> why is that so difficult? Because you see people who have this, again, negative self-talk, negative behavior, and they try certain things like okay. journaling or they go to seminars and they you know, go through, you know, the different things to try to make them feel better. Yeah. Um, but then they just fall back to the same place. Yes. And it's so deep inside of them, probably from some previous experience, something, some, and some thing that happened yes. for you. It was the, I think the electronic shock in your ankle that all of a sudden you couldn't compete at the highest level or whatever that was. But why is it so hard to change? Why, why can't we as humans just be like, oh, that's my problem. I get it. There it is. And actually make the change on our own. So. Um, I'm working on an answer to that. I still can't actually do the process on my, on myself. Sure. Like, so the process that, that works so well for our clients, you know, we have a 95.6% success rate. It's solid. It's consistent. It's absolutely incredible. Um, I just, it's trying to access it's trying to bypass the conscious part of your mind, which is the control center. This is where we have willpower, logic, reasoning, all you know, everything up here are analytical processes, and that's there to protect us, right? And so we're working from this and trying, we can convince ourselves of the 5% up here. When we try to work on our own subconscious, it gets a lot trickier. So that's why we have someone to ask us the questions, to ask us and, and dive into the subconscious, where a lot of these old like head pieces of head trash and outdated yeah. pieces of mental programming and old beliefs are sitting. It's actually not complex at all. It's completely logical and rational. There's no woo-woo. There's no hypnosis involved. You just need someone to actually present all of the questions to you in a way where your mind can finally let go of what mm -hmm. it's been holding on to for so many years. And it's fast. That's amazing. So, Aaron, yeah. you probably work with a lot of people who I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning myself working with you as a client, right? And I, I've been very successful in real estate for a long time, but mostly on the residential side. I did a bunch of investing, and then I became a massive private lender. And now I find myself where we've been morphing over the past year or so into more and more commercial real estate. And we own a couple thousand units of apartments. Um, but some days, you know, because I don't know everything there is to know about apartments and every single different ways to do deals and how to raise capital, I kind of feel like um, 
I don't know what the word is, but I don't feel like I'm good enough yet. Or even though we have a massive portfolio and we have all kinds of success and people look at me yes. some days, they're like, ah, look at Josh Campbell, he's so successful. I'm like, I wake up, I'm like, man, I, I'm a loser. I, I, I'm, I, I don't... I don't have the success other people have. I, I kind of feel like a fraud even that yes. some, some days that I'm not, I don't know everything about everything that I should know, but I still go out and teach what I do know about uh, commercial real estate and about apartments and about our fund and raising capital. And I can provide tons of value, but there's some days where I think like, man, you know, you're, you, you, if people really knew all the negative self-talk and all the stuff in your head they would be like, wow, that guy's got a lot of problems. <laughs> so how do, you, how do you go from these big pivots, right? Because the big pivot of who we want to be is somewhere mm -hmm. in the future where we're kind of unsure what that looks like. And when we say like, if I want to go there and do that, I don't mm -hmm. know what to do yet. Yeah. So I kind of feel like in the process of trying to achieve it, it feels strange. It feels weird. Maybe feel like a fraud that I'm trying to pursue this and I don't quite know it yet. So how do you deal yes. with that? The, the the possibility of reaching yes, and really kind of not knowing exactly how you're going to do it or mentally how you're going to get there. In my newest real estate investing book, The Flip System, you'll learn the proven secrets and strategies that I've used to be a successful real estate investor. You'll also hear the story of my journey from quitting my job to doing over 2,000 units of apartments. The Flip System is now available for a limited time, and you can grab your free copy at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. You'll learn the same proven principles and secrets and investing strategies that I used to quit my job and pursue a life of financial freedom. In this book, I'm sharing exactly how I was able to personally close over 750 profitable real estate deals, make over 400 private lender loans, raise over $30 million, and acquire over 2,000 units of cash-flowing apartments. Get my newest book now for free at getflipsystem.com slash podcast. That's getflipsystem.com slash podcast. So for someone like you, like let's take you as an example, you've already done a tremendous amount of work, right? Mm -hmm. So everything you just said, what happened is you're moving forward, you're successful, your conscious mind is like, I'm going to go here, I'm going to achieve this, we're going to get this many residential properties, I'm going to be successful. And you're pushing forward and you have willpower and you're doing that. What you're experiencing, though, is the stuff from your subconscious that's bubbling up, you know, on the rough days. And you're going to sit there and try to push it down and you're going to push through it. But the more that that's bubbling up, the things that you mentioned, I'm a loser. I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing. That's there in the subconscious, right? right. It's not like it goes away. You're doing your best to kind of um, numb it or push it down or ignore it. And the more we have to push down and ignore something, the more resistance we feel. It, it takes energy to try and get us out of that frame of mind. So you're moving forward with these invisible ball and chains behind you. Like, I'm a loser. No, I'm not a loser. Right. You know, like, I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing. No, I'm not. I know what I'm doing. And we push it down. So you found, it sounds like, ways to cope with it, to kind of numb those things out. But as you've noticed... It doesn't matter how successful you become. I'm assuming, you know, you're, you're in a much better place than you were, say, 10 years ago. Sure. And you've increased your success. But guess what? You're still having these thoughts. And the thoughts are coming from 
the old beliefs and the old programming that are in your subconscious and you're doing your best to numb them, push them down. What we would do if we worked together is we'd go in and we'd create this like list of the cluster of beliefs that are causing you to have that doubt about yourself, doubt your success. And we'd literally go in and extract and dissolve, pull out at the root, I'm a loser. I'm a fraud. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not good enough to be telling other people these things. Those are just old fragments of beliefs that you've been carrying around like invisible ball and chains. If you go in and you just get rid of them, like the belief in Santa Claus, those doubts, those feelings, that stuff you're dragging around, it goes away and it doesn't come back because there's nothing that's creating those thoughts that's bubbling up from your subconscious anymore. It just doesn't go, it just doesn't show up anymore. Love it. Love it. So Aaron, help me understand, like, tell me a little bit more about maybe some of your clients. I don't know if you maybe not want to use them by name, (laughs) but give me an example of somebody that had some of these self-limiting beliefs, wanted to achieve more, whether it was in relationships or whether it was in their finances or whether it was just with their with mm-hmm. their health and wellness, and they were kind of self-sabotaging themselves or didn't believe in themselves or had this old programming. And mm-hmm. what happened? How are you able to work through the process with them? And what do they look like today? Because that's really what I think our mm-hmm. audience really wants to kind of feel like there's this new possibility. There's this new, yeah. there's this new me on the other side. Perfect. So, okay. I worked with a fellow who in his 20s, was the VP of a company that sold for a quarter of a billion dollars. They did pretty darn well. So here's this guy in his 20s with more money than most people will ever see across 100 lifetimes, right? And so he goes off to start working on new ventures, creates some new companies, and is suddenly finding himself hitting these revenue ceilings. Like, every year, I'm not going past 5 million, and I, I don't know why. And, huh, you know what? I... I'm walking around and I'm expecting the sky to fall. Every phone call that's coming in, every email that's coming in, I'm like having a heart attack. I'm worried something really bad is going to happen. You know, on top of it, I feel really guilty. I have all this money and I I feel awful. I feel like I don't even deserve it. And what's more is I'm having all of these incredible opportunities present themselves for consulting engagements and private arrangements and investments. And I'm saying no to all of them. I don't know why. I'm like getting in my own way. I feel stuck. I feel like there's these invisible, this invisible tug of war going on inside of me. Like I'm getting pulled in every direction. I'm supposed to be happy. What's going on? So he came to us, worked with us for a couple months. And we found a ton of like head trash that had been bubbling up that he had been pushing down as he pushed through his 20s and had all this resistance and health problems had been coming up. And we found just basic core beliefs like, I'm not deserving. (laughs) Rich people are evil. (laughs) (laughs) um, Like, I'm not actually capable or confident. Just basic stuff that he had tried to push through and had felt bad about, but there was so much momentum with, those, with his other business, they, they achieved success. But now that he was off on his own, everything was starting to bubble up and it was mm-hmm. causing all sorts of problems. We worked with him for a couple of months and checked in with him about 30 days later, and then again, three months and then six months later. And he was an entirely different person. This fellow who had been almost too too shy to like show up on calls with me was suddenly presenting 
to like, you know, groups, crowds of people. I asked him if he felt deserving and he said all the guilt was gone. He enjoyed getting the phone calls and the emails coming in. There was absolutely no fear anymore. He was saying yes to all these opportunities from investors and mentees who were looking to work with him. So he had this just plethora of all of this work opportunity in front of him and he was taking advantage of it. And then he totally burst through his revenue ceiling immediately. Like uh, within a month or two of working with us, he's like, got my first $100,000 day. Everything is going swimming. Like we don't fix people. We just, people get stuck and they lose momentum. And so when you can clear out the blocks, it just allows people to experience ease and flow and momentum. And so that's all we did with him. We cleared out a lot of the old patterning and subconscious stuff that he had picked up when he was, you know, in his teens and his early twenties, cleared it out. And he was a completely different person. He was smiling, like the weight off his shoulders and the energy that, you know, when he had initially showed up, that was so heavy, it was completely gone. And he was able to enjoy his, his money and his success. That's fantastic. Aaron, so final question. Yeah. Um, so many people probably try to fix themselves by changing a habit, changing their routine, yes. Yes. journaling, yes. going to some event, but that that uh, subconscious item, whatever's in there, hasn't been removed. It's not gone. Yes. So I imagine none of these new habits, these new patterns, none of them are really going to work. So um, just talk to that for a minute because I yes. think, again, the more we try – this tactic or that tactic to fix the problem ourselves without dealing with the root cause, mm-hmm. it actually just creates in our minds more failure, which actually exacerbates the problem. Yes. Yes. Right. So just talk to that for a quick minute. And then I want to ask you, I'm sure a lot of our audience will want to get to know you and touch base with you or reach out to you. Just where can they get more information about you and your books and your website? How can they connect with you as well? But touch base on that, that, you know, the kind of the process of trying to do it yourself without it actually working. Yes. I love that question. So we have, there's so many different types of challenges that we run into as entrepreneurs and, and business people and investors. And sometimes those challenges can be solved by collecting more information, right? We do a bit of research. We find the answer. We make a change. Boom. We level up. Boom. We, we get success. Sometimes we collect more information and then we change our action or our behavior. Boom, we level up. Boom, success. And that's all that's needed. You know, maybe you're struggling with um, time management and you learn about the Pomodoro technique and you get this new app that, man, you know, that is a great to-do list, to-do list. And it works wonderfully. And that's awesome. So if, if you can collect more information or change your actions and something changes and works, awesome. Do it. When you keep collecting more information over and over, and when you keep trying to change your actions and behaviors and it doesn't work, that's when you know you're getting in your own way. That's when you're trying to change your behaviors, right, which are determined by your thoughts and your emotions. The way you act is determined by your thoughts and your emotions. So if you're walking down the street and you have a thought, I'm in danger, and you have an emotion of anxiety, you're going to look behind you, you're going to look around, you're going to you're going to start to swivel and see if you're in danger, right? If you're mm-hmm. walking down a street and you have a thought, this is a beautiful day, and the emotion of gratitude, you might just walk around and look at the trees. Your actions are different based on your thoughts and your emotions. Well, your thoughts and your emotions are based on what you believe, right? right? So right. if your thoughts and emotions aren't working well, if you have a belief dogs are dangerous 
and you're walking down the street, thoughts, I'm in danger, emotions, anxiety, you're going to run away when you see a dog. If we pluck out whoop, that belief, dogs are dangerous, and then you see a dog, you're walking down the street, your thoughts are different. I'm okay. Your emotions are different. And your actions are going to be different. Everything changes down the line instantly, effortlessly, without trying when you change what you believe. If you keep trying to change things at the behavior level, like if you keep trying to say, I'm going to pet that dog, even though you have a belief that dogs are dangerous, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. You know, can you do it? Yes, absolutely. You are pushing against thoughts and emotions and everything along the way and going against what you believe to be true. Can you do it? Yes. But that's where all those invisible ball and chains and resistance comes in. And it's usually not a permanent change. Yeah. It's just another Band-Aid, right? So yes. Yes. fantastic. Aaron, listen, I know you've got to run. I've yes. really enjoyed this. Um, tell our audience a little bit more about where they can connect with you, Facebook, Instagram, your website, whatever that be. We'll make sure we put it in the, in the show notes and we'd love to have some of our audience reach out to you. Wonderful. So everybody can find me at mindfixgroup.com. On the web, we've got a really amazing results page that shows all the types of results and outcomes our clients have experienced, um, videos, notes, everything, depending on how you like to learn. We've got a case studies page and a free, it's still free, yeah, uh, one-hour video training on the site as well for people who want to dive deeper into this. I'm also pretty active on Facebook. I'm the only Aaron, you know, Aaron file there. Like nobody else spells my name like I do. You can find me super easily. And I'm also pretty active on LinkedIn. So pop my name into either of those two if you're there. Connect with me. I love having conversations about these things with anyone and and uh, do welcome people to reach out to me. Awesome. Well, there you have it, Aaron. Thanks so much for your thoughts and your insights <laughs> to help us get out of our own way and achieve more. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. You've been listening to Josh Cantwell and the Accelerated Investor Podcast. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next or who you'd like Josh to interview. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure to subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and his companies, Strategic Real Estate Coach and Freeland Ventures on all social media platforms now and stay up to date on new training and investment opportunities. To start your journey toward the lifestyle you've always dreamed of, apply for coaching at joshcantwellcoaching.com.